What is going on everyone and welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now today I've got for you some fantastic nuclear revenge stories which are very shocking and they're going to surprise you. If you're a fan of cheaters getting the karma they deserve tenfold, then this first story is definitely for you. Before we get into it though, make sure you are subscribed to my channel and following me on whatever platform you're listening to this on and turn notifications on so you know when I post a new episode full of phenomenal stories like this one. We've actually had quite a lot of new people visiting the channel and the episodes over the past few weeks. So if you're one of them and you haven't yet subscribed, first of all, welcome. Second of all, hit the button. Here we go. My fiance cheated with several men, including a sex offender. So I took my revenge. I met my ex in 2012, right after I had just turned 30. I'd only dated and been with women exclusively until I came out as bisexual at 28. Let's just say the year I was 29 was a busy year making up for what I missed out on. It was mostly casual hookups. Yes, safe. And I did try dating two different guys for a few weeks, but it just never worked out or got serious. I kind of figured that I'd probably end up marrying a woman or not getting married at all because I just didn't see myself catching romantic and sexual feelings for a guy. Then I met Ryan. From the first day, it was just like the only other time in my life I had fallen in love. Butterflies, constantly thinking about him, wanting to spend every moment with him. He fell for me hard too, and we became an item. Though he did say, while he considered my bisexuality a turn-on, as he had a thing for straight guys, it also gave him pause because of my desires for the opposite sex and his concern it may lead me astray. I thought about it and understood it was a legitimate worry, but I assured him that I couldn't even think about anyone else because I was really into him. Notes, I knew he was the one by the end of the first month and I was in love, but I wasn't going to say these things too soon and risk scaring him off. On our first date, he admitted to me that he was legally blind due to a genetic disorder and that it was progressive and eventually he would only have a sliver of his peripheral vision. He immediately said he understood if I didn't want to see him again because no other guy had wanted to date him and be his driver all of the time. I grew up with a brother in a wheelchair who never learned how to walk or talk due to misdiagnosed meningitis at six months old back in the 70s. I told him that and said that what my brother had was a severe disability. So in my perspective, his blindness had no effect on my feelings and that always being the driver was a small sacrifice just to be with him. The following years were bliss. We brought out the best in each other. My family, who was surprised but very supportive when I came out, adored Ryan and treated him like family and said that I acted happier since we'd been together. When I met him, he was working part-time in retail and had done very poorly in high school because he lost a lot of his confidence as his vision deteriorated. I told him that one thing that I did insist on was that he'd do something with his life because he had too much to offer and that I would help. He said that he wanted to be a teacher but didn't think someone with limited vision could teach. Nonsense. So I put him through community college for two years, then two and a half years of a local university, and finally the one-year teacher certification program as required by California. I drove countless miles and paid hundreds in public transportation costs for him, never blinking an eye or complaining. We'd been together for seven and a half years and were engaged to be married in October by the time he was in his last semester of his teaching certification, which involved him student teaching at his former high school with his favorite teacher from his days in school. Then the pandemic hits and schools closed. Fortunately, he'd had enough hours in the classroom that he would still qualify to be certified 
after the governor issued a waiver via executive order. On the third day of the stay-at-home order in March, my life crumbled when I innocently found out he had cheated on me with an ex, all because he handed his phone to me to show me something on Instagram. I accidentally fat-thumbled the back arrow when he gave it to me, taking me back to a list of all his messages. I looked and recognized the name of his ex as the second message dated a week ago. I clicked on it and my heart sank. Directions to my house, pictures, dirty talk, and reassuring him not to worry about me because he had my location on Find My Friends just in case I came home from work. I immediately started screaming, demanding to know everything, and he admitted to having his ex over twice for sex and that they didn't use protection. His ex was engaged to his girlfriend during this, adding another victim. Then he admitted to sleeping with his straight but curious recently single cousin by marriage. Okay, by marriage, but still, it's your cousin. Twice. Again, no protection. Finally, he admitted to sleeping with a supposedly straight guy he and many of my cousins went to school with, who I told Ryan I really didn't like or want them talking because I didn't trust him after what I'd read about him. Since they were never close friends, I didn't feel like this was a big sacrifice or that I was being too controlling, and I assumed that he knew why I and all my cousins felt that way, but didn't bother repeating it. The reason was, after high school at age 20, this guy was convicted of sexual assault and penetration with a foreign object against a 16-year-old girl and had gone to jail, required to register as a sex offender for life. Apparently, my ex was the only person in his graduating class that hadn't heard that news. All of this happened in my home while I was working. We spent the whole weekend crying with me asking over and over why and him repeatedly crying and saying he just didn't know and that he felt terrible. Monday comes around and anger started being as common as sadness. And I made a comment that said I was going to pull all the phone records going back the three years that AT&T kept them for a fee. Only when he heard that did he then admit to one more guy, some random named Frankie off the gay hookup app Grinder, who was the first guy he cheated with and continued to casually hook up with for nearly two years the last time being in february the month before this got outed okay so this guy isn't sorry at all realistically is he i know it's cliche but he's sorry he got caught not sorry that he did it what a disgraceful human being he told me how it started get this it was the day after his graduation with his ba in may 2018 and he was drunk from celebrating and wanted to have sex I too had been celebrating with him and said I was too drunk to perform and said I'd make it up the next day, then passed out asleep on the couch. Apparently, he was then angry horny because he downloaded Grinder, chatted with this Frankie fellow, and arranged to have sex in his car in a church parking lot across the street from our condo, which happens to be across the street from a school. This fact is important for later. All the while, I slept on the couch. How grimy is that? All the times they hooked up after that was again in my condo while I was working or visiting a friend for the night up the coast. He used to love going, but started saying he couldn't occasionally because of homework and studying. I absolutely lost it. I told him to get in the car and I drove him to his family's house so he could tell them what he did so they understood why he was moving back into their house. While he was in the house, I was in the driveway on the phone with AT&T ordering those three years worth of detailed call and text logs 
Then I made an appointment to be screened for STIs. I suspended his service until he could figure out how to pay for his own dang phone. Then I temporarily changed all his passwords on the social media accounts he cheated with me on and to make sure he couldn't hide more evidence so only I would have access to his cloud. We shared each other's passwords on his suggestions years before. I also called the bank and issued a stop payment on his final tuition check that I had sent to the certification program the week before and hadn't hit the bank yet. Before deleting his social media, except Facebook, I took screenshots of the entire Instagram conversation with his ex and mailed the conversation to his fiance, who deserved to know so she could see a doctor and get tested too. His family was very religious and had kicked him out in high school for three days when he tried to admit he was bi and only took him back in when he took it back. Needless to say, she ended it. He got kicked out. One down. Ryan came back out to the car and we went home. I took his house key and told him to say goodbye to our three pets and get packing. The entire time he packed, I studied those phone records to find out dates, times, and if there was anyone else he was leaving out. He answered every question I asked, and it was then that I discovered that the sex offender and he had only had oral sex in my home and that the actual sex was in the same parking lot he screwed the Frankie guy in. The wheels started turning, and the next day, I walked over to the church and sure enough, spotted a camera. I spoke to a secretary, a sweet old lady at the church, and informed them about a registered sex offender having sex in their lot, and that not only was it a violation of his parole for indecent exposure, but that he was not allowed to be that close to a school, and I provided the dates. I was in luck. They had a digital two-year loop system that started deleting day by day after it had been retained for two years. It was April 2020, and he first cheated with Frankie in May 2018, and the sex offender was in April 2019. I told them I was filing a police report and that probation would require a copy of it eventually. They said they'd saved the file and allowed me a thumb drive of both days to submit with my police report. Within a month, the sex offender was locked up again two down i also filed a police report against the frankie guy the police said it was a relatively minor infraction but since it was across from a school playground and skate park they would follow up but there would be no jail time i researched the heck out of frankie and i called him to confront him he was smug and admitted to knowing about me the whole time but what he didn't know is that i had found out he had a job that required a security clearance and he had several judgments against him and collection agencies that had been looking for him That's the best money I ever spent on a data collection site. I didn't know why they couldn't find him and just garnish his wages, but it ends up he was Hispanic and had two last names and was a junior. Plus, he frequently went by his middle name, Francisco. Frankie for sure. So he got lost in the paperwork confusion. I sent a letter to the collection agencies providing his employer and current location and contact info and then sent a copy of the police report about misdemeanor indecent exposure for which he pled guilty and it was a fine with community service not considered a sex crime his wages did get garnished but only for two paychecks because the misdemeanor was enough for him to lose his security clearance and get fired three down then i contacted ryan's family on his mother's side pretending to be him from his facebook account making sure they knew he had screwed his cousin it spread through the family like wildfire and soon his cousin was contacting me because he couldn't get a hold of ryan to ask why he would expose what they did i just laughed and said you shouldn't screw your cousins especially when they're engaged 
and that he'd messed around in my house So now it was my turn for payback Four down lastly i'd already stopped payment but since he was so close to finishing i was sure his family would bail him out and pay the university like i said indecent exposure is usually a slap on the wrist type misdemeanor however i remembered some of the paperwork he signed to be a mandated reporter that you could lose teaching certification for documented acts of moral turpitude I sent a copy of both police reports from the parking lot with still shots from the security footage clearly showing ryan's face to the school district that he'd been a student teacher at and a copy to the commission on teacher credentials fifth and final down admittedly i did all of this out of anger but he shattered my sense of self-worth and made me incredibly bitter and untrusting after years of being generous and supporting him Everywhere I looked in the town, I thought of Ryan and the cheating. I felt a terrible energy in my condo, knowing it all happened there. I stayed for nine months and watched all five of their lives self-destruct. Then I sold my condo, making a nice profit, and relocated to the PNW to start over. One thing that is sad that I found out just recently is that his ex, whose fiance broke up with him, ended up unaliving themselves several months after I moved. It's too bad that his family was so close-minded to turn on their own son. But in the end, it isn't my fault that he cheated on his fiance by coming into my home at my fiance's invitation to cheat. Unaliving is never the answer to one's problems, and I hope the fiance he cheated on doesn't blame herself and that only his family does as they should and there we go what a start to this episode i mean goodness me going through each and every individual cheetah one by one just shutting them down ruining their lives phenomenal stuff i do have to say uh yeah you know the the, the last person unaliving themselves is is a shame i agree with you though it's not your fault i mean you're allowed to do that you didn't i don't think really do anything wrong by outing the fact that he cheated that's fine. Yes, I agree. It's more on his family. And, and they have to look at themselves and, and wonder why their son did that to themselves. Yes, it's because of them and, and their, their views and their inability to accept someone for being the way they are. So apart from that, which is very sad, it was phenomenal. It really was. I mean, it went from like being so sad to so calculated. Then just the complete savagery. You did the maths pretty much on every one of these people no one deserves to be betrayed and cheated on like you did and a lot of the time people do tend to get away with it or if they're even caught they just get broken up with or they move out and that's it no real repercussions but you made sure that everyone there learned their lesson and that is the definition of nuclear going through them one by one and just sorting them out so good okay now moving on to the second story of nuclear revenge in this episode my neighbor destroyed another neighbor's business because she abused kittens so a few months back i found my cat Gigi on the streets he was so young maybe a couple of months old so i felt as if i couldn't just leave him there he also looked extremely malnourished and it was so heartbreaking to see just in case he was an escape kitten, I posted flyers all over the neighborhood and on lost pet forums for my area. Absolutely no one contacted me, so I took him to the vet and registered him as my pet, vaccinated, chipped, and neutered when he was old enough. When I first found him, I thought he was a Russian blue. He looked exactly like them, down to the face shape and eye color. As he got older, the stripes he had never faded like breeders said they would, so I abandoned the idea that he is a Russian blue. Besides, it's downright preposterous that an expensive breed of cat would be abandoned like that, right? 
Out of curiosity, even though he is legally my cat now, I decided to check the neighborhood watch and lost pet forums. That is when I found a post from one of my neighbors going absolutely nuclear on another neighbor, exposing her and her business. I'll call the nuclear neighbor Daisy and the total waste of air, Karen. From what I read on Daisy's post, she feeds the local strays. There's one in particular, a tabby, that liked to hang out in her lawn. Her next door neighbor, Karen, is a cat breeder, specifically for Russian blue cats. Karen hates Daisy because she feeds the strays and was worried about them ruining her business. One day, Daisy hears screaming coming from Karen's house, sounds of objects being thrown, general commotion. She stepped outside, ready to call the police, believing it to be a domestic disturbance. Instead, she watched Karen chase the tabby out of her house, smacking it with a broom and trying to kill it. They get into an argument, which prompts Daisy to write about it for the first time on the neighborhood watch. About four to five months later, there is more disturbance at Karen's house. Yelling, screaming, bumping around. Once again, Daisy steps outside to see if they need help and sees Karen angrily stomping out of her house with a box. She walks down the street a bit and Daisy discreetly follows her. Karen reaches the tiny playground in the neighborhood and throws the box into the bushes. Daisy goes to the bush and sees a bunch of kittens in the box, around the box, and in the bushes. She tries to grab them all, but a couple run off and she can't catch them. Daisy is fuming. She brings the kittens that she managed to catch home and goes to confront Karen. Karen is also mad at her, blaming Daisy's feeding of the strays for losing her thousands of dollars. The tabby that hangs out around the house apparently got Karen's cat pregnant and she couldn't sell the kittens because they're not purebred and it's obvious. After their argument, Daisy takes the kittens to the vet and most have injuries, broken tails, injured ribs, etc. Once Daisy got home, she reported Karen for animal abuse and then started to expose Karen online. Everywhere she could, Daisy told people not to buy from Karen, even going onto her breeder page and exposing what she did to the kittens. From what she knows, Karen completely lost her business. Despite this, every month, Daisy will post about Karen and warn people not to buy from her just in case. Now, I'm not sure if Gigi is a part of the kittens that came from that. He could very well be just a gray tabby from strays, but the timeline matches up. I'm not sure if Karen is or is going to face legal charges for the abuse she did to those kittens, but I sure dang hope so. Now, while this story might not necessarily be revenge in the normal sense, as in like human to human, uh, Daisy's not really getting revenge because nothing was necessarily done to her. It is revenge for these kittens who have been abused or just chucked out because they're not purebred. And oh no, my cat, who I have to look after so much because they make me loads of money when they have children, had whatever with another. I mean, I'm explaining this horribly, by the way. This is the sort of uh, insight you get into me if you um if you watch and listen to the end of episodes. I'm not cutting this out, by the way. This is staying in. Right there, I was thinking of another way to say cats having sex with a random cat. And I couldn't think about it on the fly. And normally I cut this out, but it's staying in, my friends, just for you, just to reward your patience. Nonetheless, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, my cat was let out of my house, had sex with some random cat who's being fed by a stranger slash neighbor. Oh, you shouldn't be feeding stray cats. You should let them die. Therefore, my cat's children, I'm going to let them die as well. It's only right, said no one ever. And that right there is a little insight, guys, into the mind and thinking of a crazy Karen. There we go. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you enjoyed 
my weird ramble at the end as well. If you're new to the channel, as I said, make sure you're subscribed, notifications on, follow me, click the follow button, subscribe button, whatever button it is, hit the button, push the button, as a famous girl band once said. I'll see you all tomorrow with some more Reddit stories. Peace and love, and also guidance.